Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, as you can see, some things are coming up. Also, just wanted to remind everybody, uh, our summer camps, summer camp starts tomorrow evening for our Kids Point. It will be Monday and Tuesday night. And for our uh, teens, it will be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So keep them in prayer. We just are believing that God does something amazing in their life over the next few days, that uh, God just uh, shows up and shows off. Amen. So keep, uh, keep our young people in your prayers. We, we believe in this event, and so that's why we're hosting it again this year. We have um, some good numbers, some good things planned for them, so, so keep them uh, in your thoughts this week. So we're, we're going to wrap up a series that we've been in for the last few weeks, and so the month of August, we're not doing a series. It will be a series of standalone messages, and uh, just want a, a little plug. Uh, I've been studying for the next couple weeks, and uh, I think I've got some life-changing stuff for you over the next couple weeks. They're not connected together, but um, so don't miss those, but we need to finish this series. always get to the end of these series. I tell my wife, I, say, I get excited about the next thing, so I want to move on, but we need to, we need to wrap up this series this morning, but it's going to be good too, okay, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's going to be good, so let me real quick review, and we'll jump, on, uh, jump into wrapping up this series this morning, and so we, we've been in a series called AI. Now, if you know anything or you've been watching the news, you know, there's, there's a global debate right now about um, AI, which is artificial intelligence, and it, it's computer robots they've created to basically do human tasks. And so there's this massive debate about it, and, and, and so they're on one side of the, of, the, of the debate, okay, Aaron, talk, well, on one side of the debate, speaking in tongues up here, on one side of the debate is uh, progress and productivity and technology. On the other side of the debate is this fear of uh, humans eliminating the need for human reasoning and, and, and uh, human uh, ability. And so as I was just listening to all of that, I started thinking about the term artificial intelligence. No matter what, it's still, guess what? Artificial intelligence. That robot still has to be what? Programmed, right? So, but then I was thinking, we get so caught up in a debate over artificial intelligence, um, we, we, we need to lock in on some accurate intelligence, which I think comes from, well, I don't think, I know comes from the Word of God. And really what that is, it's, it's spiritual intel, and so we built the last few weeks talking about spiritual intelligence. And, and so week one, we did a message called spiritual awareness. And awareness is just understanding that something is existing or that something is happening. And so what we looked at that week, we said that you're either more aware of your shortcomings or you're more aware of your salvation. And spiritual intel is to be more aware of our, of our salvation. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. That, that's, that's being more aware um, of things like this. We talked about uh, it's not what you got to get from God. It's what you got from God already. You are in your spirit, man, it is complete. And so we talked, we challenged you to be more aware of what's in you spiritually. Week two, we talked about being spiritually, spiritually alert. And alertness means you recognize something's there, but you, you perceive it and you respond to it um, quickly or, or, or rapidly. And, and so the, the Bible word we use in that sense a lot is just the word discernment, just having a, a spiritual discernment about us and, and really discerning what is for us, not so much what is out there against us, but really discerning what's in us and what's for us. 
And then last weekend, man, didn't we have a, an awesome time last weekend with, with our guests? Um, we talked about spiritual atmosphere, and it's the surrounding prevailing mood around our lives. And we said this, that um, uh, we're in charge of the atmosphere around us. God's responsible for the manifestation. We're not in charge of the manifestation, and God's not in charge of the atmosphere. We're in charge of the atmosphere. And we said we need some, we need some particular things that we put in our atmosphere, like excellence, like expectancy, and as my wife mentioned, enthusiasm. Amen. All right, so this morning, here's my title. It's spiritual acuteness. I know you all use that word this week, but spiritual acuteness. And I, I was looking for what word to use. And I was back and forth on a few different things. And the more I studied this word, um, the more I feel like it fits to wrap up this series. You say, what does the word acuteness mean? Well, the word acuteness means uh, a few things. Uh, it means to be perceptive. It also means to be insightful. It means to be shrewd. Everyone say shrewd. I'll come back to that word later. But um, a lot of times medically they'll ask you about an acute pain or how acute is your pain. And really what it means is the sharpness of something. And really, let me just define it this way for you, that acuteness, spiritual acuteness, just means to be on point. How many want to be on point spiritually? And I was, I was meditating on that thought. And I just thought, man, the moment we're in, the season we're in, the culture that we're living in, we need to be spiritually on point. Look at the person next to you and say, he's preaching to you this morning. We need to be, I want to be spiritually on point. And no matter what's going on in this crazy world, we can be spiritually on point. Yeah? Just let me throw it out there and say, it's okay for you to say amen, uh-huh, come on, that's good. It's, it's proper for that this morning, okay? So, so, so you're allowed to do that. So let, let me start off with some artificial intelligence, though. And I've been popping some slides up on the screen, and, and you cannot be spiritually on point if you are one of these three things or if you allow these three things. And let, let me just start off. When I say ignorant, I don't mean you're ignorant. I mean ignorance. If you are ignorant of some things, that means you don't know something, then guess what that means? That could be artificial intelligence. That's why it's so, 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 so important that you and I have what? Revelation. Because you cannot respond or act or put your faith on the will of God if you don't know the will of God. So faith can only start where you know the will of God. So if you know the will of God about some things like healing, you know the will of God about some things going on in the world today, if you know the will of God, then you can put faith in that direction. But if we're ignorant of those things, then guess what? We, we can't be spiritually on point. But when you get some revelation, how many know revelation changes everything? Now, revelation isn't information. Revelation is, is transformation. It, it's the word of God, and, and that's why we get um, so intense about sharing revelation with you and things like faith and grace and, and even healing and those things, because when you get revelation on it, you can put faith toward it. Otherwise, you can't. Uh, so uh, ig uh, being ignorant or having ignorance or ignorance of something will keep you from being spiritually on point. Uh, now here's another one, um, apathetic or, or apathy. And really what apathy is, is, is just um, you lack interest. Um, you lack enthusiasm. Um, you just don't care enough to do something about it. I, anyone ever felt a little ap apathetic sometimes about things? Well, apathy will keep you from being spiritually on point. You can have information. You can have revelation. But if you stay apathetic, lack enthusiasm, lack expectancy, on it, guess what? You, you, you'll stay in a don't care place. 
And sometimes life will wear at you to where you just don't feel like you care or you don't care enough to do something about it. And then lastly is just being irresponsible. Um, that means you, you can be reckless, you can be careless, you can just be unaccountable. These things will keep you from being spiritually on point. It's just some challenges we have in our flesh. It's some challenges we have in our, in our minds sometimes that if we, if we allow these things in our life, we will not stay spiritually on point. Y'all with me? We just won't stay spiritually on point. So these are some enemies. These are some challenges that we have. That's why we got to chase revelation, stay passionate, and be accountable. If you do so, you can stay spiritually on, on point. And so I, I, I want to I use a, a really different scripture this morning, and I'm going to pick it apart for you and then wrap up with, with another scripture. But I want to set this scripture up uh, after Jesus had selected his team, and he brought his team together, and he, he began to explain to them that he was going to send them out uh, with, with the power or the message of the kingdom. But he said, as you go out, you're going to face some particular challenges. He actually listed those challenges. He said, you're, you're going you're gonna to face challenges from the Jewish high court. Um, we would know them as the Sanhedrin. And, and what that represents is there's going to be a, re, a challenge from religion. He said, you're also going to face a challenge from the, from the Roman court, which represents government. And he said, you're going to represent challenges from the Gentile uh, world, which represents the world. And so he was being straight up with his team, and he, and he said, you're going to face some challenges in these areas. And he said, uh, I, I just want you to be aware, and I want to tell you how to navigate through those things. Um, I, I was thinking about, about this example a few weeks ago. My, my daughters were were going away, and they were going somewhere and, uh, to, to, to the Pittsburgh area. And you know when you send your kids out, I call them kids, they're older now, but they're still kids to me, um, you give them the speech. You ever give your kid the speech when they first drive or they first go somewhere, you give them the speech. Why? Because you care about them, right? And, and you say things to them like, pay attention, um, watch where you're going, um, pay attention. Did I mention pay attention? Um, <laughs> And just how to navigate different places, different people, different crowds, different demographics. And, and your, your, my, my, my wife, always, we always joke at her house because if it starts lightning, she's always like, make yourself as small as possible. In other words, you got to know how to react, right? If you're in bear country, what do you do? You got to know how to react. So, so it, we, have you ever given, how many have given your, your kids that speech? You just, here's how to be aware, protect yourself. This is what Jesus was doing. He wasn't putting fear in his team. He was just saying, I'm sending you out with a message of the kingdom, but, but there's going to be some challenges. And so go with me to Matthew chapter 10, and I'm going to, we're going to start in verse 16. And Jesus says this to his team. He says, I am sending you like lambs into a pack of wolves. Every time I read that scripture... I'm like, well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Appreciate that, right? He said, I'm sending you like lambs into a pack of what? Wolves. In other words, Jesus was saying, I, I'm sending you into wolf country. And the reason he used that illustration, because on the hillsides of Palestine, it was very common for wolves to roam. And they were looking for a stray sheep or a stray animal that had strayed from the flock. And they were easy prey when they were on their own. Just let me insert something there. You know, if, if, you, uh, 
stray from the house of God and the people of God, you are easier prey. Um, scripture teaches us that. But, what, man, we have a challenge today for people just staying connected in their house and connected to a church and being faithfully at church. Because if you get disconnected and you're missing, um, it's very clear that there's some wolves out there. There's some enemies out there. There's, some, there's, there's wolves wanting to, to pick you off. And so Jesus said, I'm sending you like sheep in, into wolf country or wolf territory. And what, what Jesus was, was saying was, don't, don't lag behind the flock. And it's interesting, though, how many know wolves are fierce? But you know that um, when you're in the flock together, you still outnumber the fierceness of that, of that wolf. But, but Jesus is saying to them, I'm sending you. What he was saying is, I'm sending you into hostile territory. I'm sending you into uh, places and territory that's hostile. There'll, there'll be um, opposition. There'll be, there'll be challenge. And, and how many know we're in a season in a moment where the, the culture and the crowd is very hostile to Christianity. It's very hostile to our Christian roots and our, our Christian faith. And, and so it, when we read this scripture I want to challenge you this way this morning because I want to teach it from two angles. I want to teach it very literal that there are challenging times that we're in um, against our faith. But I also want you to take it in a, in a spiritual figurative sense, and this is what I mean. Anytime that you're progressing, anytime that you're going forward, anytime that you're gaining revelation, anytime that you're more passionate, anytime that you're more on fire, anytime that your desire goes to passion for God, guess what? There will be challenges. When you progress, you're progressing into hostile territory, whether it's the high courts, the government, um, uh, the world, or just sometimes our flesh. When we make progress, it gets a little hostile. Have you ever noticed that? You get on fire for God, you get a revelation, you put your faith out there, and how many know the next thing that happens is usually some form of challenge, some form of, of doubt, some form of opposition that comes our way and there is more and more resistance. Amen. Amen. And, and so the world, the culture, um, the, 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 the spiritual realm that's against us does not want you to make spiritual progress. But how many are dedicated to making spiritual progress? Okay. So Jesus said, um, I'm going to send you like a lamb into lion or into wolf territory, into hostile territory. So now that we feel all warm and fuzzy about that, um, what do you do? How do you stay on point? Well, Jesus went on to finish that scripture, and he said something that I think also is, is, is a little, little, little strange when we read it. Let's pop that scripture up there again. Jesus said, hey, team, I'm going to send you like a lamb into the pack of wolves. So here's how you're to navigate. You are to be wise as snakes and innocent as doves. How many of you read that? It's like, it's not what I would have said. I would have said, you know, get in your tank, you know, uh, get armed up. Yeah, but Jesus said, I, I want you to be as wise as snakes and innocent as doves. How many have ever read that scripture? You ever read a scripture and you say, I'm just going to skip through that because I don't really know what all that means. Let me unpack it for you this morning. Got three points for you. Ready? So here's how you stay on point. Here's point number one. Um, being spiritually acute, spiritually on point, number one is you and I have to become vigilant. Everyone say vigilant. Vigilant, whether we're talking literally walking as a believer in the world that we're in right now or just making some spiritual progress, I want to challenge everybody to be vigilant. Jesus said, be wise as snakes. 
It really is the word shrewd. Remember I said I'd come back to that word? Uh, so, so the word vigilant is really what it means. It, it, it is literally what it's saying here. It actually, actually it means this, to be hypervigilant. To be hypervigilant. Or it, I just looked up, I, I diagnosed that word for you, and it means some things like this. And it, it, you can see why it fits in this series. To be aware and to be alert. Very aware, very alert, especially of danger. Um, it means this, to be sensitive, meaning spiritually sensitive. It means don't be naive. It means to be able to access or uh, uh, assess situations and assess people, but it has this idea of turning it to your advantage. And so it's this idea that you and I, in the culture, in the world, in the moment, in the season, we're just making spiritual progress, growing in the things of God, going to the next level. We need to be hypervigilant, hypervigilant. I was thinking about that this morning, and I was, uh, uh, I, um, uh, it brought up this, this, this memory I had. So um, I grew up outdoors, camping, hiking. All of those sort of things. Anybody in here feel me? Um, my wife didn't. And so when we got married, um, I took her camping, right? So camping back then was a tent on the ground. Y'all remember those days? That was before, you know, when you woke up and everything hurt, right? So you could sleep on the ground. It was all good. And we're in the tent. And she kept waking up saying, I hear a bear. I hear a bear. I hear a bear. A bear. This went on and on and on. All night, then finally she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. The bathroom. Well, the bathroom was a bathhouse. You had to get out of your tent and walk, right? So the whole time, what's that? Flashlights everywhere. I'm like, who did I marry here? Anyways. Well, the next morning we get up, we unzip the tent, and right beside our tent was bear fur and bear scat. I'm just saying she was a little more vigilant than I was. Uh, We went hiking, uh, it was last year, the year before, in Dolly Sods. And if you've ever hiked there, that's that's a a lot of um, pretty intense terrain. And once again, we walked up on the signs of a bear. And, you know, you just just be alert. You just be vigilant. I didn't want to meet Mr. Bear unless it was from a distance and we could get a picture. I didn't want a selfie. Just wanted a picture from a distance, right? (laughs) But, you know, you, you, you're, you're packing your, you know, you got your bear whistle, your bear spray. You're just prepared and you're vigilant. And so because I knew the potential in seeing a sign, we were very vigilant where we, we were walking. And we walked up on some people. They're just having a good old time eating. And I said, y- y'all might want to watch because we've seen signs of a bear. Oh, can we see it? I mean, they were <laughs> clueless, weren't they? They were clueless. And I walked away from there and I'm like, they're about to be dinner. There was... There was no vigilance. And if you're out in the open, you can see, but when you're walking into, you know, some more dense area, you're just vigilant. And we need to be spiritually vigilant for the season and the time that that you and I are in right now. How many agree with that? And so that's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to send you out with the message of the kingdom, which is a message of power, but you need to be vigilant. And I think Jesus, I think this word is relevant for us today to be on, on, uh, spiritually on point. We just need to be um, vigilant. If you haven't noticed this or not, um, there is a culture in crisis. There is a culture. In, we are in, the, in, in just a season 
uh, I wrote this down. There's economic crisis. There's a safety crisis at the borders. There's a humanity crisis. There's a confidence crisis. We've gone through health crisis. There's a race crisis. There's a moral crisis. There's a spiritual crisis. We are in a time of cultural crisis. Just a time. And so what we have to do, what the Bible tells us, is we have to distinguish the seasons. We have to know and discern the times that we're in. And as believers, guess what? We, we can do that. We can do that. Um, we, what, what it means to distinguish the seasons is you have to know what the time is and know what to do. It means we're able to separate one thing from another in the middle of misinformation, disinformation, ignorance, fake news, and all of these things. How do we stay on point? Let me give you the secret to staying on point. It's staying on truth. It's staying on word. It's staying on scripture. And if you stay on word, you're going to stay on point. Any believer that's off word right now is off point. You can't be spiritually acute and be off word. Be off script. And if you're on word, you don't have to fear right now. If you're on word right now, there is still an expectancy in your life. There is still an enthusiasm in, in your life. Are y'all with me? What I just preached was better than your response. I'm going to say it again. We got to stay on truth. We got to stay on scripture. We, we got to stay on, on point. We got to stay on point. We got to keep our conviction. We need to keep our conviction. God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. God is still a rescuer. Y'all, Jesus is still coming. And guess what? Jesus is still for you. Doesn't matter what's against you. The word is still true. It's truer right now than it's ever been. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's more prophetic right now than it's ever been. Are y'all hearing me? We got to stay on point, which means stay on word, which means we got to be spiritually vigilant. Now, there's a difference between vigilance and paranoia and suspicion. There's a difference. And I'm, I'm praying this week, I'm studying, I was like, God, what's the difference between being a little paranoid and being a little suspicious versus being vigilant? And this is what I, this is what I felt like you spoke to me, and then I, I found it in Scripture to back it up. Here's the difference. Y'all ready for this? It's so deep, you might miss it. It's trust. Did y'all get that? I'm going over here and talk to these guys. It's trust. To be vigilant doesn't mean you distrust. To be paranoid means you've lost trust. And there could be things in your life that's challenged your trust, but I want you to know, uh, you got to fight through those feelings. you got to stay on point and trust God. He's always been reliable. He's always been faithful, and he always will. He's not a man that he changes. So if, if culture is in crisis, Christ has never been in crisis. Christ's followers don't have to be in crisis. We just have to be vigilant as we navigate these things, as we go through these things, and it's a trust issue. It's a trust issue. I want you to know what God started, he'll finish in your life. Where God started you from, he'll bring you across the finish line if you stay on point. If you stay vigilant, he'll bring you through the storm. He'll bring you through the, 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 the hurricanes of life. He'll bring you through the test you're in. He'll bring you through the doubt that's facing you. He will bring you through. Just stay on point. Stay vigilant. I'll just prophesy. He'll bring America through what we're going through right now if we'll stay on point. It's going to get a little crazier, but he'll bring you through. He will bring you through. Now, if, if, if we're taking that in a, in a figurative sense, 
Know this, that he's going to bring you through and keep you and, and continue your spiritual progress. God, God, God can do that. And, and, and you know, as a, a, in a literal sense, one of my responsibilities as, 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 the, as the lead pastor here is my job is to have vigilance over y'all. Um, it's my responsibility to be vigilant and teach you the right things right now. Um, there are times we come up and we, and we address things going on in culture, but I want to teach you some eternal things that will carry on into eternity. This is just practice right now. You're, you're going to be using these things in eternity. So we're, we're, we're not going to deny what's going on or avoid what's going on, but, but we're going we're to keep our focus forward. Well, at least me and my wife are. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I didn't do that for your applause. I appreciate it. But, but look at the person next to you and say, be vigilant. Actually, it means be hypervigilant. What that means is have your spiritual eyes open right now. Now, let me say this. The reason why I say keep your spiritual eyes open, I'm not just talking about for danger. I'm talking, I'll end with this in a moment. But I'm, I'm also talking about not just looking for danger, although really hypervigilance is, is watching for that. It's also watching for God to show up in the middle of the danger, for God to be faithful in, in the middle of the chaos. So the first thing Jesus says is be wise as a snake or be vigilant. Then he says, he says something else that I think is a little weird, in, in, just in my mind, is, is he says, um, be innocent as doves. So not only do we need to become vigilant, we need to stay unmixed. Stay unmixed is really what the scriptures is talking about. And once again, if I was writing this, you know, no one asked me to write it, but um, if I said I'm sitting you out among the wolves, my first two things wouldn't be be wise as a snake and innocent as a dove. But what was Jesus really saying? Because the word innocent it means this, without any falsity. So what Jesus was saying is, I'm sending you out with a message of the kingdom into hostile territory, so be vigilant and stay unmixed. Stay unmixed. What he was saying was, there's a lot of stuff out there, don't let it get in you. A lot of stuff out there, don't let it take root in you. Because it's all designed to produce doubt and fear. So we got to stay. So if we stay on point, we stay on word, we stay unmixed. We stay unmixed. And really what it means is, is believe and live and pursue in such a way that there's evidence of the power of the kingdom working in your life, no matter what's working out there. Now, this is interesting, but if you unpack that word further, it means that you're just able to keep the right attitude, a humble attitude, without being taken advantage of. So when Jesus said be unmixed, what he's saying is if, even in the cultural stuff going on right now, we, we, we need to tra traverse and navigate through this in such a way that we're wise and we're vigilant, but don't let that stuff in you. The, moment you. the moment you determine to go forward and make progress and believe God stronger and go to the next level, there's a lot of things that want to get mixed in you, doubt, fear, disillusion. 
Could it happen? Will my healing manifest? Will this break through? And that, that stuff we got to keep out of us. Say, how do you keep that out of us? You got to keep putting the word in you. And we understand too, in a very literal sense, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, don't give it reason in your life. And let me explain that. Um, you know, I get to talk to different churches and ministries and pastors. I get to watch a lot of them. And I will tell you that some of them are really disappointing me because they've embraced some things in culture just to seem more relevant. And I think they're missing it. Now, we want to be relevant, but, but what's always relevant is the love of Christ. And they've opened the doors for um, allowing some things in, in their doctrine and even in their, their churches that... Um, let me say it this way. The best thing you and I can do is keep our conviction, keep our courage, but love responsibly. Here's what I mean by that is in the world, if you haven't figured this out, um, if you disagree with them, you're their arch enemy. But we have agape love. We have the love of God, which means it's absolutely possible for me to disagree, but still love you. The world can't do it because they don't have that love. But we can love people and help people and disagree with what they believe and how they act. Did y'all get that? And that's what Jesus was saying. You're going to come up against some stuff. Stay unmixed. Don't let, don't let, I mean, I'm, it's infuriating that some churches are sponsoring drag queen night on the lawn of the church. We got to stay unmixed. We don't have to accept that. That's it's ludicrous. It's sin. It's perversion. But we can love those people because they are they, their thinking is absolutely depraved. But you know you can still love them. You have the ability to love them and disagree with them. And we see the world can't do that. That's obvious. Far left policies can't do that. But you have the ability to do that because. It's, You've experienced the love of God. You have received the love of God. And you can see through. You can see what's behind those things. So, but, but Jesus said, as you go out, stay, stay unmixed with those things. Are you all with me? Let, let me give you, you all getting something? So be vigilant. Stay unmixed. And unmixed means don't let that, the, the stuff of the world in you. But don't let the doubt get in. Don't, and, and don't let the fear get in. And... and, and and I just want to say this to you, you know, you, you got to watch your intake. You do. The Bible says guard your, guard your heart. You start watching some stuff, you watch it long enough, you're in a spirit of conspiracy and you're in a spirit of fear. Uh, God doesn't show up in conspiracy and God doesn't show up in fear. But you'll have to fight that. So we, we need to fight through the fake news and fight through the fear and fight through the conspiracy and stay on truth. Stay on scripture. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Stay on point. You got to be vigilant and stay unmixed. I know some of you didn't like that, but it's, it's the truth. So let's read on, verse 17. Are y'all out there this morning? Yes. Guess not. Okay. <laughs> so interesting scripture, but it gets, it gets a lot more encouraging. Let's read on, verse 17. And he goes on, he says, watch out. This is Jesus talking. Watch out for people who will take you to court. They'll have you beaten in their synagogues. 
Because of me, you'll be dragged before rulers and kings to tell them and the Gentiles about your faith. But, but I want you to get the end of this. But when someone arrests you, don't worry about what you will say or how you will say it. At that time, you will be given the words to say. But you'll not really be the one who's speaking. The spirit from your father will tell you exactly what to say. Now, we can take this very literally. You could be drug into court for your faith. You could be persecuted for your faith. You could be challenged for your faith. Or we could take it very spiritually, figuratively, that um, all of hell could come against you and put you on spiritual trial. Um, the enemy could come against you and, and with doubt and fear. So whether you take it extremely literally or figuratively, and both work there, this is what I want you to get. Become vigilant, stay unmixed, and here's the third one. Are you ready? Um, never lose your voice. Never lose your voice. Jesus said, I'm going to send you out there in the hostile territory. Be vigilant, be unmixed, and when they drag you to court, when they, if they it even uses the word beaten. I'm not talking about, we're going to talk about literal persecution, but opposition this morning. Jesus said this, he said, don't worry, don't worry. Now, if Jesus says, don't worry, guess what we shouldn't do? But how many know we worry sometimes? The word worry here means, it means a stranglehold. It means to choke you. And so what Jesus is saying is that he said, don't worry what you're going what you're gonna to say. How many know that's the first thing we worry about? What, what do I say if they put me on trial for my faith? What do I say if the enemy comes against me? What, what do I do? And the Bible is very clear. Said, God says, I'll give you, Jesus said, I'll give you God's verbiage. Uh, the Spirit of God will speak through you. What's he talking about? The Word will speak through you. If you're staying on point, when the time comes for the point to be challenged, if you're staying on Word, if you're staying on Scripture, when the challenge comes, guess what? The Spirit of God speaks out of you. The Word of God. The truth of Scripture. If you're staying on point, when the challenge comes, and really this is, this is a, um, in context, this is, how can I explain it? This is uh, shipping conversation. What I mean by this, this is uh, marine conversation, which means stay on course as a ship stays on course to the port. So as you're coming to the port, stay on course. Don't worry about what could take you off course. You just stay vigilant. You stay on point. Keep your mind alert. Keep unmixed and don't lose your voice. Don't lose your focus. Um, you don't have to worry about the future, amen? God's already been there. You don't have to fear it. You don't have to dread it. You, when you're making spiritual progress uh, and you're going forward, guess what? The greatest thing you can do is keep your spiritual voice. When a challenge comes up to your spiritual progress, what do you do? Keep your spiritual voice. What's your spiritual voice? It's you speaking the word of God. If your health challenges you, you got to speak what? Healing. If, if, if the economy challenges you, you got to speak what? Blessing. If, if, if the culture's trying to depress you, what do you guys speak? Peace, joy. If you're staying vigilant and unmixed, you gotta have, you gotta let the verbiage of God come out of you. Don't lose your voice. If you're in a challenge, if you're in a trial, don't lose your voice. If they're putting you on trial to see if there's any evidence of God in your life, don't lose your voice. And I wondered if they put us on trial, would they find enough evidence to convict us? 
Because at that moment, a lot of people throw in the towel. At the moment of a challenge, a lot of people throw in the towel. At the moment of crisis, a lot of people do what? They throw in the towel. Here's how you don't throw in the towel. You keep speaking the word of God. You keep declaring the word of God. You keep shouting the word of God. Did y'all hear that? Can y'all do that? You, you know, it, it's, it's not faith to hear the word of God. It says you need to hear and hear, and it begins to initiate faith. But man, faith is released when you do what? When you get into verbal agreement with God. Because some of us have spent a lot of time in verbal agreement with culture. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Hey, we all know the economy is bad. But don't spend your time agreeing with it. You agree with God's economy. You sow your offering and you speak over it. There's a lot of things out there that could what? Discourage and they could depress. But what are we going to do? We're going to stay in agreement with God. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, I know it's bad, but God's still good. You see the stuff going on out there? Yeah, but I, I, I've got, I'm on point. I'm, I'm the ship staying on course. I'm coming into the port. He's going to get me there. He's going to get me through it. And you need to keep saying it whether anyone else agrees with you or not. Because when you're in agreement with God, you and God are what? You're a majority. You are in slow motion this morning. I'm going to keep preaching until we get it. Y'all ready? We're just going to stay here a while. Can I give you a scripture that will summarize this whole series? Here we go. This is, this is the book of Ephesians. This is, this is chapter 5. See then... Paul saying, see then, let's wrap this up. See then that you walk circumspectly. Circumspectly means accurately. It means acutely. It means on point. See that you and I walk with some accuracy. See that we walk on point. I like the next part. Not as a fool, but as the wise. Remember what Jesus said? Be vigilant, be wise, not as a fool. Everybody say, my mama didn't raise no fool. Walk on point. Walk accurately. Now look at these next few verses. And redeem the time. Here's where I want you to get your shout on. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. There's some different words, there's some different words for time in the Bible. Some of them mean chronological, some of them mean seasons, things like this. This word is a Greek word, kairos, and it means an opportune time. It means the seize the God opportunity, seize the God moment. And I, I just want to say it this way, that um, the Bible says walk on point, be wise, because there, the times, look at the next phrase, the days are evil. We get that. But what it means is, is this. In the middle of the evil days, there are going to be some kairos moments. There are going to be some God opportunity moments. There's going to be some God moving in your direction a different way. Let the evil move, but watch God do. Um, Wall Street might crash, but you don't have to. The world may have, not have, but you will be provided for we got to be smart. To, to, to God will give us wisdom on decisions and things. That's sort of a different track. But, but, but what I'm saying is we get so caught up in the evil of the day that we miss the kairos moments of God. 
if we're expecting that times are evil, we should expect our good God to be good even more. If, if, if we are, if we're seeing, if we're watching more uncertainty, we should be more assured that we have a certain God who does certain things according to the Word of God. So what he's saying is you walk on point and you believe and you watch for opportune times because God will redeem your time. God will redeem your opportunity. God will redeem your Kairos moments. Verse 17, so Paul wraps it up. He says, therefore, how many know when you see the word therefore, you got to figure out what is therefore. What did he just say? He just said, times are evil, walk on point, you'll see opportune times. And God said, uh, Paul said this, therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How many is comforting to know God's will when everything else is so uncertain? He said, if you'll walk on point, you'll understand. You'll understand. You'll understand. You'll understand the will of God. You'll see the will of God. You'll understand the ways of God. You understand the unfolding of the Word of God. Are y'all getting this? Now, I'm sharing with you spiritual intel this morning. There's a lot of artificial intel. I'm giving you the accurate intel. Walk acutely. Walk with acuteness. Walk sharply. Walk on point. Stay vigilant. Stay unmixed. And do not lose your voice. If they literally put you on trial, do not lose your voice. But spiritually, figuratively speaking, no matter what challenges your progress, don't give up your voice. Don't give up your hope. Don't give up your praise. Don't let the problem squash out your praise. You know, there's a, I'm almost done. There is a scripture in Proverbs. I don't know exact location right now, but it basically says this. Just read it this week. How many agree with this statement? Um, You receive the result of the labor of your hands. The labor you put into something, you receive the harvest of your physical labor, right? Makes total sense. You know what the Bible says? It says, as much as that's true, you receive the harvest of your words. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did y'all get that? We have no problem believing, we have no problem believing that if I work hard, I get the result of the labor of my hands and my efforts. But the Bible said the same way that you put the labor of your hands and your effort, the same way your words work. So if I know if I work with my hands on this, I get the results. You, you got to know to the same extent what I labor with my words, what I declare with my words, I get the harvest from my words just like I do with my hands. That's a spiritual principle that works. So don't lose your voice. Don't lose your voice. Don't lose your voice. Come on, stay vigilant. What do you do when you're vigilant? I'm going to keep declaring the Word of God no matter what's coming. I'm going to keep speaking it over my wife. I'm going to speak, speak it over my husband. I'm going to keep speaking it over my kids. I'm going to keep speaking it over my, my, my family. I'm going to keep speaking it over my body. I'm going to keep speaking it over my wallet. I'm going to keep speaking it over my house. I'm going to keep speaking it over my tomorrow. I'm going to keep speaking it and speaking it and speaking it and speaking it. And I'm not going to let it get mixed. The Bible says don't let any corrupt thing come out of your mouth. That means lots of things, but I'm not going to let the negative come out. How many know it's hard sometimes? You ever have a day when everything goes wrong and everything's just like, just let it go. Just say, just 
let it rip. But don't let it rip. Let the word rip, right? Let the word rip. That's why we that's our new slogan. We're gonna let the word rip. That was pretty good right there. Can we stand? Can we stand? Man, isn't the word